0: Worth It or Worthless, a show where typically every couple of weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. But today is going to be a little bit different. Today we're talking about a game that has been 26 years in the making Streets of Rage 4. I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today?
1: Like you said, man, we played Streets of Rage 4 on various platforms, and we had a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, from from the drop, I, I had a great time with Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage
1: 4 um, is not Streets of Rage 3, <laughs> <laughs> which, which made it just super enjoyable for both of us. <laughs> I, well,
0: okay. I feel like there are things about Streets of Rage 3 that are good, but... Not being able to change the soundtrack of Streets of Rage 3 really just drags the experience down a whole lot. But, fortunately, uh, this is Streets of Rage 4, not Streets of Rage yes. 3.
1: So, We we love beat-em-up games. If you guys have followed our show at all, you know that we love beat-em-up games. We've probably covered more beat-em-up games than any other genre. And so, when a game that is 26 years in the making... Uh, comes out and it's one of the few beat-em-up games especially one of this caliber that has come out recently Uh, you know we had to give it a shot and even though it's not a retro game it definitely is worthy of our discussion so that's what we're planning to do today
0: yeah so do you want to just jump right into what the game does well
1: yeah let's let's do that
0: all right jordan i think the first thing that popped out to me about this game that it does well is the graphics this game looks like a comic book in motion
1: Yeah, and I think that for some people, you know, who are expecting that classic 16-bit pixel style, they may be turned off by that. But after playing this for a while, I really like the decision to change to it. And uh, this may be a spoiler a little bit, but there are lots of the old-school pixel graphics for characters that you can unlock if you really want that.
0: Yeah, I feel like this game... While it's been 26 years in the making, it feels like a game that's coming out 26 years after the last entry. I feel like the modern graphics are a good step forward. I feel like they're good as somebody who enjoys 2D games, and I feel like they're inviting for people who aren't so into retro games as much.
1: Yeah, there are definitely lots of quality of life improvements in this game, Mm. and they, they made it feel like it's a game coming out in 2020 rather than... Streets of Rage 4 coming out a year or two after Streets of Rage 3. And uh, the the new graphic style is definitely easy on the eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, The next thing that I have is the game feel is amazing. Uh, Your punches feel like they have impact. Uh, There's a good amount of screen shake. There's like just the combo system is great. The game
1: feels really, really good to play overall. Yeah, I totally agree. The combat system makes you feel really powerful. And it's not just your typical, you know, jump and punch. You have uh, a whole bunch of combos that you can string together. You have special attacks that, uh, you know, like normal in in beat-em-up games, you have these special attacks. And so it takes that tried and true model of you have your attack and then your special attack that takes away your health but then they make that feel really good because if you string together combos after your special attack you actually regenerate the life that you lost and you have a third level of attack the star attack and so with like the three tiers of attacks and this new combo system you do feel really powerful and the game feels really good as you're mowing through hordes of bad guys Yeah, basically, I feel like this game is probably
0: the best feeling beat-em-up that I've played this generation that comes to mind. Um, I've played a lot of this game over the last few weeks, and it just, it always, I don't know, there's just something about it that I I, I just keep wanting to play it more because the combo system, especially in co-op, just makes you kind of keep wanting to get better at it. And uh, I find that, Beating up enemies in a beat em up always feels really good in this one. So it's just, I think it's one
1: of the strongest points of this game. That's a good point that I didn't really even think about. Playing through it multiple times and trying to rack up those giant combos and those giant scores is a thing that makes this game a lot more replayable than some older beat em ups. That a lot of times you finish them and you're like, wow, well, do I really want to go through that and do that again? Mm-hmm. And this game gives you not just that incentive because there are things you can unlock too, but the actually having ways to gauge your skill with the different combos and the uh, um you know it gives you more reasons to play it again yeah Something that stood out to me in this game that I thought it did really well is there's lots of variety. You have a whole bunch of weapons. There's lots of different bosses and good variety in enemies. A lot of times with old beat-em-up games, it kind of feels like you have the very basic assets that you're introduced to in the first couple levels and then they kind of stagnate. But the the benefit of this being a modern game is you just have a ton of variety in every area. Yeah, I agree. Um, this, uh, this game,
0: while it is definitely true to its roots. It feels like there's a lot of variety as far as enemies, as far as levels. uh, The bosses are all pretty different. Um, Yeah. The characters all feel different, the playable characters and the enemies. Um, Absolutely. the, The levels introduce like there's one level where there's like live wires on the ground that electrocute you if you walk over them at the wrong time. Um, there's another standard level where there's a bunch of holes
1: in the floor, but that's only like one level. You got that classic beat them up elevator level, yep. which you have to have in a mm-hmm. beat them up. And this one adds a little twist to it where you can actually break out the glass walls of the elevator Yeah, and toss. You can either beat them normally, the bad guys in the elevator, or you can knock them out of the elevator and kill them that way. And I loved that. It was a nice little twist on the classic elevator formula. Speaking on the updated,
0: uh, version of a beat up and throwing guys off the elevator uh when you fall in a hole or get thrown off the elevator it doesn't one hit kill you in this game it's a really nice no. modern upgrade
1: it's so nice yeah you're doing an incredible combo like you're you're running attack and you fall into a hole or go flying off the edge of a building and instead of losing one of your precious lives you actually uh, just take a little bit of damage and respawn and that is a huge upgrade which we should mention with the lives in this, when you're
0: playing through story mode, you start each level with two lives and you try to get through the whole level with those two lives. And if you fail, then you go back to the beginning of the level. But when you beat the level, you get another two lives and so on and so forth. So through the whole story mode, the levels are not the longest levels, but not losing those lives in each level is really important because it still is a challenge, at least on normal difficulty. You only start with the two lives. So protecting those lives is something that's really nice that they uh, kind of didn't just find another way to steal your lives, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: and zero counts in this game, which we love, so you actually <laughs> have three lives, and if you rack up 8,000 points within one level, you'll get an additional bonus one up. So you could, mm-hmm. uh, especially in single player, it's easier to get those bonus one ups. Yeah. So you can really have four lives to to tackle each level, which comes in handy when you run into a difficult boss.
0: Yeah. And piggybacking on the live system, when you do die, there's uh, an assist system that the game incorporates, which... Allows you to start the level with an extra life for half score. Start the level with a, a life and a star, I think, for a third of your score. And I think start the level with two lives and a star or something for like a quarter of the score.
1: Yeah, and that's on top of the your normal uh, difficulty settings where mm-hmm. you have easy, normal, medium, hard. And so uh, they give you lots yeah. mania, which they say is basically just not even fun. Like, good luck, you're going to die. The developer calls it unfair. Yes, yeah, so when the developer calls it unfair, you know you're in for a bad time. Mm-hmm. And actually, mania mode is basically just normal mode on any <laughs> retro beat-em-up game. <laughs> uh, Not quite. It's a little worse than no. that.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another thing that I have that this game does well is it didn't, we're out it's welcome after several hours which is really really unusual for a beat-em-up um with a retro beat-em-up you know like streets of rage 3 that game i think was nearly three hours long and by the time we were done with it we were like done with it but yeah as i've gone back to streets of rage 4 over and over and over again uh i'm always like happy to play it so i probably have i want to say seven to ten hours into this one already and uh, I'm really I still want to play it more, which is kind of unusual for that much time spent on a beat-em-up in a short oh, yeah. period of
1: time. Especially playing that much of it by yourself, because these games really shine when you're playing it with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have anything else that stands out for you of what this game does well?
0: Well, part of that I should I can expand on, you know, the seven plus hours that I've put into this game. There's a story mode, there's arcade mode, and there's boss rush. And then there's a battle mode. Haven't tried the battle mode, but I think that's just fighting your friends kind of a thing. Huh. But after the story mode, which it has the two lives you know, per level, you can you unlock the, the arcade mode, which means you get no continues, but it starts you off at least on normal
1: with five lives to get through the whole thing. It's that classic game-up yeah, mode that you'd expect to see in an arcade.
0: Yeah, and it's the mode that I'm finding myself playing now. Uh because it's its just it really is more of that old school experience where I, I want to see if I can get all the way through it. Just haven't had the time to to uh, try to stick it all the way through,
1: but yeah. I, I would like to uh, play through it in arcade mode. Yeah, that's a you know it's, a, it's an interesting challenge, adds an extra level to the game. You can't rely on those continues or that assist mode. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the next thing that I have that the game does well is there are a lot of unlockables. Uh, there's characters, your score, at the end of each level, goes into an overall tally, which allows you to unlock classic Streets of Rage one characters, Streets of Rage two, and, and so on. And those characters actually have their like original move set. They don't have some of the nice upgraded features. Like the Streets of Rage one characters don't have any of like the crazy attacks that the Streets of Rage four characters have. And your like special move is their like super powerful attack from Streets of Rage one. Um, it's automatically a star attack. They don't have like an extra powerful attack. Um, so they kind of, they. if you want to play the game in even like more of an old school mode, <laughs> you can unlock these classic characters. It's just something else to do. I personally like the, the Streets of Rage 4 characters the most, but it's just another thing to chase if you're kind of a hardcore Streets of Rage fan. One of the last things that I have that the game does well is it has four player local co-op. Beat em ups are always more fun with friends. Absolutely. uh, Streets of Rage 4, originally only a two player game, but this one brings it into the modern era with four player local co op. Only has two players online, but you can play four players locally, which I think is just a nice, nice feature.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. As we always say, beat em up games are more fun with friends. And what's better than two friends? Three or four friends. (laughs) Uh, um. Other than that,
0: I personally like the soundtrack. You personally didn't like the soundtrack, so this might be a good place to pivot to what the game does or doesn't do so well. All right. I felt like the soundtrack was really true to Streets of Rage, which is kind of, I think, my blanket statement of what, what is great about this game is it felt like immediately I was like, oh, this is Streets of Rage. Like, this is 100% Streets of Rage made by, like, hardcore Streets of Rage fans. And to me, the soundtrack uh, really represents that. I think in Streets of Rage 1 and 2, the soundtrack is really good. Streets of Rage 3, I think the soundtrack makes me want to put my head through a wall. Uh, So I feel like this soundtrack was really true to the first two games and really
1: kind of fit where Streets of Rage has been in the past. See, yeah, I was really disappointed with this soundtrack. I found myself wishing that they had a classic chiptune soundtrack. We've seen just some incredible chiptune artists that are making stuff today, and I would have loved to see them get some of those incredible chiptune artists to make the soundtrack for this game. And instead, we got what I thought was not a bad soundtrack, but very forgettable. It's just, it Mm. sounds a lot to me like stock music.
0: Yeah, and maybe it is just because you don't have the same level of experience with those original games that I do, but to me, it just felt like, "Yep, this is about what I expected out of this soundtrack."
1: Yeah, see, I've never played Street Rage One or Two, um, which is a travesty. I, I was just hoping, I was hope. Well, I'm sure we'll get there someday on the podcast, but yeah, uh, yeah I was just hoping for some awesome chiptune. and instead we got something else. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. The very thing, at least we can agree, it's not Streets of Rage 3. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I also sort of have a transition point of something that I thought was, was funny and good and what you didn't really love. And uh, that's the story. The story is ridiculous and super 90s. It is it's it is ridiculous. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The idea is that there's these bad guys who are using music to enslave and take over the whole town. Now, I love that idea. It fits the 90s uh, perfectly, like the idea that a bad guy is using giant boombox to enslave humanity. Now, the story execution is not great, and I think that that may be your problem with it. So uh, the
0: story is an interesting point, and it, it does kind of straddle what the game does well, what the game doesn't do well. As a game that seeks to be very faithful to what streets of rage is i think the story works just fine uh but if you're looking for anything remotely uh with any kind of substance or anything interesting uh you're not going to get it here it's just
1: it's one of those like oh we have to write a story for a beat-em-up how do we do this yeah, but I think we can all agree that most people aren't playing beat-em-ups for the story, so we can probably give them a break on this one. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I still want to play Streets of
0: Rage. I'll just skip the cutscenes. <laughs> Which is a travesty, because we love the cutscenes. Not in this one. Uh, the next point that I have on what this game does not do well is there is a lack of cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this game's coming out in 2020, uh, and there is so much... Polish and love put into this game, and the cutscenes feel like they're just tacked on. It's kind of like the story is pointless, but the cutscenes really don't help that situation at all. They're basically just comic book page, like slowly moving cutscenes that you would expect out of like a Genesis game or
1: something, which I don't know. I feel like we could have gotten a little more out of the cutscenes in this one. I Totally agree, and I commented to you multiple times as we were playing through that I wish that they had gotten some voice actors and done those cutscenes right because that was the one spot that felt like really weak to me in the, the execution and the amount of love they obviously put in this game. It feels like it wouldn't have taken a whole ton of a lot more effort to add real cutscenes and voice acting to this, but it's not there, mm-hmm and I. I got one more thing for what this game doesn't do well. And to me, this is just a giant injustice. And that's the fact that this game managed to bring back pretty much every single character from the first three games, except for one of the greatest video game characters of all time. And that is Roo, the boxing kangaroo. And they stuff him in the back behind a bar in, in a level like as like set dressing and you're like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to unlock Rue just like in Streets of Rage 3 where you, you like fight him and then you free him. But no, you walk through a door and you never see him again. And why? Why is Rue not in this game?
0: Yeah, it's such a weird thing to me that I really genuinely don't understand. Uh, maybe the developers will add him later on. But for as much fan service as, as we see in Streets of Rage 4, I can't think of a single reason why they would not have included Rue. Um Cause he's just he's a great character. I mean, he's a boxing kangaroo. Like <laughs> I don't know. They touched on like all the weirdness in this game. You know, like Mohawk guy with yellow raincoat, Mohawk guy with green raincoat, a uh, weird woman with whip. Like <laughs> just
1: all the, the the things and no Rue. Like I don't know. Come on, guys. They were too busy fitting four versions of Axel and they couldn't have a single version of Rue. <laughs> it's a travesty it's it's a huge miscarriage of justice
0: oh man on a uh a, a little bit more of a a realistic what the game literally doesn't do well note uh no block button i've got a few points here uh there's some cheap ai sometimes the hit detection feels off like i can't hit a guy who can literally hit me without moving which is strange i'm like punching the air which should be hitting a guy but it's not connecting with anything, and so like all of these things combined to make me feel like there should be a block button in this game, and there wasn't. And so I feel like you take a lot of cheap damage, uh, and it can be really frustrating in these segments when health can be really precious at times. Uh, and overall, as as good as the game feels, there are so, there are those occasional moments where I get frustrated with the game because I feel like it should be connecting and it's not. And now uh, my combo is
1: broken or I'm dead. uh, And it's
0: just, it's kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, uh, there is a defensive special attack, but it is, you know, you lose life when you do that. So it's a a big risk and it doesn't really defend you as well as a normal block would. So um, yeah, I I agree. It is kind of strange, especially with how many extra buttons you have now with a modern controller, why there, there wouldn't be a block option.
0: Yeah, the defensive special is nice, but you're risking your health if you can't because you have to gain your health back by doing damage. And so if you're surrounded by guys and you take out three of them with the defensive special, you still might get hit by two guys coming in the front and the back. Uh, And so it's it's kind of a risk reward. And sure, you can do another defensive special, but then like, I don't know, 30 percent of your health is gone. Yeah. Like if you can't get that damage back, then you're going to lose a significant amount of your health bar. And I just felt like, you know, at least give me some kind of option, a better option to defend myself uh, than what I had. With that said, uh, the controls in this game are pretty good. You have a distinct pickup button, which is a nice new upgrade. You have a distinct special button. You have a a couple of ways to do a a backwards attack. Uh, We didn't touch on it and what the game did well, but the modernization of the controls... Uh, actually was one of the things that this game does
1: well. You're totally right. They did take the modern controller and utilize those extra buttons for things. Just one of them wasn't a block button. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh,
0: The only other point that I have that this game didn't do well is that the online co-op is only two players. Uh, I feel like we got the four-player local co-op. I would love to see the upgrade to four players online. It's hard to get four friends in the same room sometimes, Um, and we enjoyed this game together online, but I would really love to see a four player online co-op. Uh, it's 2020, like why not? All right, my friend moving on. What do you think you would pay for the experience that we just had with streets of rage for?
1: I did really enjoy this game. I had a lot of fun with it, but I feel like that $25 price point is a little bit too high. What would you pay? for the game. I would feel, I would personally feel more comfortable with this game around $15. Yeah. I I have to
0: agree. Um, the minute I started playing this game, I was like, yes, this is amazing. But after spending, you know, a few hours with it and seeing what's there, um, it really doesn't, it's, it really feels like kind of a one trick pony in a lot of ways. The, the story mode is cool. The arcade mode is nothing more than a rehash story mode. You've got boss rush, which is like, it's a nice challenge mode if you want to like learn how to beat all the bosses and kind of challenge yourself. But I really don't feel compelled to like unlock all the characters or I, I don't feel super compelled to play this game any
1: more than my other favorite beat ups. I think that the fact that you can play this game for free on Xbox Game Pass is awesome for people who want to check it out and have that. That's a, a really nice thing. But for, for me, I bought it on Switch at 25 bucks, And I'm not like angry that I bought it for 25 bucks. but I would have felt more comfortable spending more like 15 bucks. When you think about that $20 to $25 range, you can buy the Capcom Beat'em Up bundle for that price. And that is a bunch of great games. And so you're right, it does kind of feel like just getting one beat-em-up game for 25 bucks feels a little not great
0: yeah we should say this game is also available on pc ps4 switch xbox one it's pretty much everywhere um it's awesome that it's on game pass at launch but uh i would say if you're on another platform maybe wait till you see it in that 15 dollar range uh I think you'll be happy at that $15 range, but at the full price, it's hard to say that this game is worth that price of admission. Um, it's definitely a great game, but it's something that you can probably wait to play.
1: Yeah. If you're a huge beat-em-up fan or a huge Streets to reach fan, you, know, you can run out there and get it at this price, but it feels like this is a game that's going to go on sale at some point, so I would agree with waiting for it to drop to $15 and I don't think anybody would be upset with this game at that price.
0: Yeah. So I guess that means that at full price, we got to call it worthless. That's sort of the rules of the game. That's painful. (laughs) But that's kind of, you know, Then (laughs) we are worth it or worthless. We have to call these things by the binary choice of (laughs) of whether they are worth the price of admission or not. Um, If you have game pass, you absolutely have to play this game. Uh, Yep. But if you don't, but you see it go on sale for fifteen bucks, it's worth it at that price, but any other price is probably worthless or anything more
1: than that yeah we we can use our uh our cop out that we use frequently. this is a game that is not totally worthless, but it is definitely worth less than what it's going for
0: absolutely all right, my friend. I think that that is gonna wrap it up for this uh special uh edition of worth it or worthless uh where can people find us?
1: You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram, at W-I-O-W podcast, And you can find us on YouTube. Yeah. Just search Worth It or Worthless. You can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts by searching for Worth It or Worthless Podcast. All right, my friend. I
0: think that is going to be it for us. We will talk to you guys soon.
1: See you next time.
0: Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at W-I-O-W Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.